around it that. But it, it looks like a very intentional. It was very Japanese traditionally garden. Japanese. It was not like in any way traditionally Korean. And it's more like it's more like oh Asian location. Let's use it again. Exactly. Like yeah, it's like what they we need an outside shot about Sun and Jin. That this one is place. Japanese garden. Let's go find a pagoda. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Our Lost Podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 25-year-old actor and drama instructor. I like rooting anti-heroes, feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. And my favorite piece of jewelry that I own, Mm -hmm. I don't wear a lot of jewelry. You don't. For a while there, I tried to be a person who wore rings. Okay. But I'm just like not. Uh huh. But I have this really nice watch. I've never seen it. You bought it for me, so. Wait, which watch was it? It's the one that's like geometric and rose gold. Oh, that that watch! Yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? She was trying to be cute. Um, that's a, well, because we have matching watches, but mine stopped working, so I was like, mmm, sad. How does does hers end up stopped working? Yours does it. I I think she's got a temporal vortex around her. Because I have horrible luck. Yeah. Or you have a temporal vortex around you. It could be that. It could be that. It keeps me young. And my name is Brittany Ray. I'm a 30-year-old journalist from beautiful post-apocalyptic Vancouver, BC. I like badass moms and long naps. I'm on Twitter at Britanny, where I can be found attempting to be interesting and talking about my cat. And um, my most treasured piece of jewelry is my engagement ring. Aww. 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 Gross, gross, gross. I know, it's so cute. Ew. <laughs> and our guest this episode is Jillian! Yay! Yay! Who are you? Who am I? Who so these are all questions we ask ourselves these trying times. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my name is Jillian, and I am Brittany's cousin. It's true. And I am... I've been on this podcast before. Yes, you have. Um, I don't know. I used to be cool. What is your age? How old am I? I You know what? We all feel 40 right now. If anyone's listening in the future, we're recording this in the midst of the 2020 pandemic, so we're all tired and old. Yeah, that happened. Um, or it is happening. Um, I, uh, what's called, my favorite lost character is um, Juliet. Um, and I have uh, and uh, Lost, what does Lost mean to me? I've actually rewatched the entire series of this year in my apartment that I no longer live in because I got laid off and I had to leave. So and you also <laughs> lived in the like coronavirus epicenter, so it was just, probably just a little New York City. Just a little New York City. Um I um I'm right now doing a cooking Instagram that I barely upload to because nobody around me has a dishwasher. <laughs> um, so my my Instagram is uh, Gigi's Kitchen NYC underscore, but I no longer live in NYC, so it'll have to turn to Y-E-G. You know what? Edmonton is a great food community, so I That's think you're going to fit right in. People love the Y-E-G, the Yeg. Um, so uh, you are located in Yeg? Yes, I am located in Yeg now. What is your Hogwarts house? Gryffindor. Yeah, you are a Gryffindor. Yeah, I, like, I'm not cool. I, like, everyone's like, everyone, like, Gryffindor's like the uncool one. You know? I really like, love how that, that changed from like, oh, you know, so that, much. what Harry thinks to... What is uh, actually true? Uh, yeah. Harry's just a cop, so a cab. So. <laughs> <laughs> he really did become a wizard. Cop. He was a rich kid who never gave any money to his poor friend family. He didn't redistribute the wealth, and he's a cop. Oh so a cab. Well, he tried to. That's he not an original to. thought for mine. That's a tweet yeah. from somebody who I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't come up with that. And um, what's your favorite uh, piece of jewelry that you? Oh, have? my favorite piece of jewelry is oh this person my mommy gave me. It was me and Brittany's great grandfather's necklace. That my mom had turned into three matching bracelets for my sister and me and my other sister. Mm-hmm. That's so nice. And today we are coming to you from the basement of um, Brittany's 
mom's house. mom's house um and jillian's room um it which is, used to be my room right which used to be britney's room um it is a little bit you probably could have tell you probably can tell already but it is a little bit um echoey in here but uh you guys are just gonna have to deal with it because i don't want to edit multiple tracks <laughs> it's annoying and i like doing one track yeah, yeah. i've been i've been um spoiled by us living together and now if I have to do any, like, more than one track, I'm like, oh. I'm really like, oh, no, I'm The just inconvenience I have. <laughs> I'm just not doing so that. So when I heard that Jillian, when I heard, I'm the one who, who scheduled it, when I heard that Jillian was going to be our next person and we were coming home, I thought, oh, boy, is this an opportunity for me to only have to edit one track? <laughs> so that's what we're doing here. Yeah. And today we have words to say about episode 302 of Lost, The Glass Ballerina. So The Glass Ballerina is actually, like, probably one of my top three favorite episodes of Lost. Really? I just, I think that the the flashbacks are so compelling. I think that, like, the confusion between, like, the perspectives of Jay Lee and Jin, like, in that final scene are, is, like, so interesting. The yeah. fact that, like, they both are fighting, they're fighting for some, some a, a reason that, like, Jin doesn't know, but Jin, and, like... It's so fun to see, like, the different perspectives and the, the like, just the confusion mm -hmm. there without them even ever knowing that there was a confusion. And I also, like, really love the Sawyer and Kate content. In, I was going to be like, okay, so it's good. the Sawyer station. It's so right. good. But also the ultimate BQ. Yeah. So. It, that's literally what I wrote in my summary. I got it that. In, I know I saw already met last, last I know, episode. but they met... Really but she said his name. Though. Yeah, she called him James for the first time. She said his deal. name. Say my name. So, um, the glass ballerina is named so because there is a glass ballerina um, at the beginning of the episode. Um, but how does the symbol like track through the episode? I think it's like supposed to be kind of like a sun's dichotomy of like lies. Mm -hmm. Like she'll mm -hmm. she'll look at you in the face and lie to you even though you know the truth, and yeah. like, mm -hmm. like that's hundred percent what she does with her affair. Yeah, and it's like it's supposed to be like this like breakable thing as well, and yeah. And how Sun shows this episode that she like isn't as breakable as the glass ballerina. Yeah, it represents her femininity too, yeah. right? Yeah. Ooh, oh, yeah. True. So the broadcast date was October eleventh, two thousand six. It was written by Jeff Pinkner and Drew Goddard, and um, it was directed by Paul Edwards. Um, for the episode fun fact that I kind of just pulled out of Lostpedia, um, it said, as indicated in the press releases for this and the next episode, which is called Further Instructions. Um, it was originally planned to air as the second episode of season three, but it was switched with this episode for unknown reasons, possibly in order to delay the revelations of the hatch implosion aftermath. That would be infuriating if mm -hmm. you were watching this live. You'd yeah. be wondering, like, is anyone dead after the hatch exploded? Yeah, and it's, this is the second episode, and oh. we still, like, haven't even heard anything from the people on the beach. And, I mean, it just turns out that Desmond was shirtless, so it's okay. <laughs> spoiler! That's for the spoiler I know that, that's not much of a spoiler that Desmond is shirtless at some point on the show. He does kind of have that half shirt thing going on. Constantly! The buttons are never done up. Yeah. You know, Brittany's got a pirate thing going on, so. <laughs> Why do I have a pirate thing going on? Uh, you saw him in that half shirt. You love to keep Pirates Caribbean. <laughs> oh, my. I did love Pirates of the Caribbean. She's a. What's a pirate weeb? <laughs> a peep. A peep. <laughs> Um, so now Brittany's going to recap the episode. She's going to try and do it in less than a minute, but it, it just never happens. How um, dare you? Yeah. I don't believe in her. Either way, we're going to speed her up by 115%. You can ask. You can do this. To not necessarily buy 150%. Reading is really hard. But like at some point. Yeah. I sure would love for this to load. Reading's hard. Reading is fundamental. 
In the present, some barfs because she's pregnant. Jin wants to leave the others behind, but Saeed swore he'd wait. Jin leverages his sailing knowledge, but surprise, Sun knows how to sail too. Julia checks on Jack. Still grumpy. That's the, his plot for the episode. She checks in with Ben, who is told by Colleen that Saeed, Sun, and Jin have a boat, and that's not great for them. Mr. Friendly and Co. come for Sawyer and Kate. Colleen informs them about the boat. Sun and Jin, this says y'all about, but I wrote talk about, their power dynamic. Sun just wants to be with him. Sawyer and Kate are put to work doing manual labor for the others. Saeed and Sun find a dock and decide to take the boat in. Sawyer gets caught oogling Kate because he's super nasty sometimes. Alex finds Kate and asks about Carl in the cages, and also Kate's wearing her dress, but don't worry, it looks better on her anyway. Saeed, Sun, and Jin work on the beach. Sun suspects that Saeed is lying to her, and he super is. He knows Jack and Co were kidnapped. Saeed handsomely does stuff. That's basically his role here. Jin wants a gun because he's figured out what Saeed is laying- he's figured out that Saeed is laying a trap too, because he actually understands more English than they thought he did, and they're big jerks. They send Sun to the boat, and Saeed tells her where the spare gun is. Sawyer and Juliet lock eyes, and it's magical! <laughs> Sawyer kisses Kate as a distraction, and it's like less magical for me, but more magical for Robin, and tries to steal the guns. He totally fails. Sun cooks on the boat when it's boarded. Colleen comes down, and Sun pulls a gun on her, and Colleen's like, you're not gonna shoot me, and then Sun is like, yes I am, and Colleen's like, no you're not, and then Sun does. Um, Saeed and Jin try to get to her. Sun jumps off the boat, and she and Jin swim to each other, and it's super romantic. Saeed apologizes for involving them both in his plan, because he's a good dude. Sawyer and Kate are back in the cages. Sawyer had his ass beat. He tries to joke about Kissy Girl, but she isn't having it. She wants to have a real conversation. She's impressed with how hard he fought. Why did Juliet call him James? Because they're endgame dog. He tells her that she tastes like strawberries and he tastes like fish biscuits. And that's like, I guess, cute, but how does she taste like strawberry? I'm not really sure. <laughs> ben watched the whole thing like a huge nerd because he's actually a super, like, giant voyeur. Jack's still vibing in his cell. Ben decides to go mess with him for a bit. He introduces himself as Ben Linus. He is my horrible son. He tells Jack that they've been on the island for 69 days, nice, and the Red Sox won the World Series. <laughs> I just think I'm really funny. He shows Jack footage to prove it. If Jack trusts Ben, Ben will take him home. In the past, Sun breaks a glass ballerina and then blames the maid because she's kind of rude. Fast forward to her affair with Jay. He gives her a necklace, but she can't accept it. He's done hiding their love. Sun's dad finds him in a hotel room because he's super creepy. He puts Jin to work taking out Jay. Jin tries to quit, but that's just not going to happen. He has to honor. He has to bring honor to his family because apparently he can move on. Jin comes home and tells Sun her dad called him Sun and doesn't want him to deliver a message. He doesn't want to do it, so Sun says that they should run away, but Jin refuses. This is the price of getting to be married to her. Jin beats the crap out of Jay, but can't kill him, so Jay throws himself off the balcony instead. Sun attends his funeral and sees her crappy father. He tells her to go home to Jin. He'll never tell her secret. I hate Sun's dad. Oh, yeah, he's a dick. For sure. First of all, his eyes are all buggy outy, and they're not the same size, and he's really mean. He is really mean, it's true. And you know what? That is my critical analysis of Sun's dad. What is his name? I, I always call him Mr. Pack, which is like Mr. Black. Yeah. Okay, so Sun's dad. I don't I feel like he might have been given a name, but they never like say it. Boot like, John Park, yeah. but I don't think they Thank say you. it. Okay. Um yeah, they don't really say it very much, so I usually just say Sun's dad. All, right, I, all of my notes just say Sun's, Sun's dad. Yeah, mine says Sun's dad who yeah. like, I hope I don't sound stupid. So we're Yay. gonna talk about the Hydra first. Yeah. Okay. So, um, first of all, uh, Jack sits catatonic in the corner. Catatonic. I don't know where that catatonic. came from. Catatonic! Jack sits catatonic in the corner. Juliet keeps bringing him food, but he won't eat it, even though she made it this time. I told you, his whole plot this episode is that he's grumpy. Yeah. So, um, last episode, we came up with this um, inside joke okay. that um, Juliet's just really, really bad at cooking. And Ooh. I would like to keep that going because, um, yeah, Jack just, like, sits against the wall now. Yeah. You know? Like... <laughs> it's, it's not that he's grumpy it's that he is food poisoning has he been there since last episode where does jack pee his, his pants yeah his pants great so this no, is jack, jack pees his pants <laughs> no, he goes to juliet he's like where's the bathroom she's like pee your pants pee your pants <laughs> i mean that, uh, that's a weird dynamic it is I mean, like them it is them <laughs> it is like uh like a an aquarium type thing so i wonder if he just like pees in a corner they can just like flush it away because the whole a bucket room. for him wait yeah problem oh that's so not because he doesn't just have to pee yeah 
I mean, I guess he's used to, like, peeing wherever, because, like... It's not for television. People don't pee. Last episode, she did not make the grilled cheese, but she says this episode that she did make the soup, but it's okay if she doesn't... Or if he doesn't like it, and he probably won't, because her cooking is garbage. Wait, do we ever see it? Did we go to the bathroom on the show? Uh, yeah, we see... There are, like, certain times... I remember, like, I think Boone and Sawyer and Walt, at some point, like, get up in the middle of the ah, night, but right, then right. they get, like... Stop. Oh, and Hurley's definitely that's done true. it too, but never a woman ever. Oh, I maybe, maybe that's another magical island. Yeah. I would have insisted on building a toilet. Yeah, I'd have been like, "I'm sorry, we have to build." A they they must have. They must have like a bamboo toilet. They just never showed it. Right? Exactly. Like, there's no way I couldn't do it. Like, I worry about being stranded on an island and not having a bathroom. Yeah. Also, what about uh, no? Okay, well, you know, let's move on for this one. <laughs> what about periods? <laughs> I was gonna say. That. Yeah. yeah. Um, my son doesn't have one, so. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and neither did Claire for a bit there. You know what? Maybe they do stop having periods because they can't. It's very hard for people to have, get pregnant on the island, <gasps> right? I don't know if it's very hard for them to get pregnant. It's just when you get pregnant, you're in trouble. It's true. But she says it's okay if you don't like it, and that makes sense because she's used to people not liking her cooking because she's so bad at cooking. How is she going to marry Santa Claus if she's not good at cooking? So true. Um, so outside Jack's cell, Ben is waiting for Juliet. I got it. <laughs> she did, she oh. did not understand that reference <laughs> at all. Which, which Santa Claus movie was that? I don't know. Was the one with Kurt Russell? No, 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 with Tim, Tim Allen. Allen. Oh, I and have no idea. She married Tim Allen in, like, the second one or something, and she became Mrs. No, she's been with Frank Grillo for a long time with for me, okay? She always likes doing, like, snow-related things, like when she was on Once Upon a Time and she played, like, an evil snow thing. Snow no, witch. she was Elsa. No, she was not. Yaha! Uh-uh. Yaha! No. Way too old to play Elsa. No, okay. okay. I thought she was the evil snow witch or whatever. She sure was, Jillian. Elsa was probably like way younger. Yeah, I just tried to search Juliet. Say her name, Elizabeth Mitchell. Say it three times and she'll show up. Oh gosh. Elizabeth <laughs> Mitchell once, once upon a time. time. Remember that one time when we watched all three Purge movies next to each other just because we wanted some Elizabeth Mitchell action? Yes. That was a great night. Oh, like three Okay, so I thought, ah! she, I thought she was Elsa. Whatever. Wow. Anyway. Wait, 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 wait. Let's see here. Brittany proved that she doesn't watch Once Upon a Time, so that's a net positive. You know what? Yeah. That is true. <laughs> uh, you know what? That demonstrates taste. <laughs> so outside Jack's cell, Ben is waiting for Juliet. He says that she never made him soup. We don't have time to unpack all, all of, of that. that. He's so gross. Another other, Colleen, shows up. She says that Saeed found the decoy village, which is fine, but hey, they have a boat, which is new information. Ben tells them to go and get the boat. So Ben's like waiting for Juliet and says, You never made soup for me. It's really cool. For why? For <laughs> what purpose? And why would you... I do that? Why would you need soup, sir? You were never a prisoner I was taking care of. Did you know Colleen is Candace's mom? Yes. Case that, you know. Mm-hmm. She's but... like actually like a really good actress. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. They're clearly making Ben really weird about Juliet. And this this comes back later, but I never remembered it being this like obvious and like this forward. I think because like, and I feel like it's not much of a spoiler to say this doesn't continue for much longer. No, like, it gets dropped real fast. Yeah, but um, I don't remember it. Like I, I kind of just remember it being like the B plot of like an episode, but like I never really remembered it being so like not subtle at the very beginning. Yeah. yeah, at the beginning. Okay. Yeah. Because, like, they kind of have, like, one argument about, like, their whole relationship, and then it just goes away. Maybe yeah. this is, like, a heavy-handed, like, writer's room thing to, yeah. like, indicate yeah. that they had 
interesting interesting relationship before like and then like them. just wait it's coming back yeah you know, like just to and get then it was just like oh this is writers were like eh, it's not that interesting so yeah. just be heavy-handed now a man pushing himself on a woman to terrorize her that's new territory yeah definitely not one of my favorite um storylines mm-hmm. from the show so colleen shows up and she mentions ryan so this is the first mention of ryan who is another other and we don't actually see him until a later episode this season the man from tallahassee mm. so but but know that he's talked about so he's around ryan price remember him i have no idea who ryan is well you don't know him until the man from tallahassee well there you go so i don't need wait to which one is mac from always sunny which other oh uh, that? that's our aldo. aldo 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 yeah so they like wanted them to find the decoy village so there which, you go. I guess. And they absolutely did not know about the Elizabeth, which I think is kind of weird. It feels like they probably should have known about that. How do you not know about, like, a boat that just floats around the island? How do you miss that when you don't miss any single thing on that island? Like, Kelvin didn't really, like, hide it. Like, he was only hiding it from Desmond, who doesn't go outside. So. Exactly. Yeah. And them, like, getting away from the island with the boat isn't the actual problem. The problem is finding, like, where they are. You know, like, that's not, like, the thing that they're worried about is them finding them, not, like, them Oh, I thought away. they were worried about them getting off the island. Okay, I was confused with that. Well, clearly it's really hard to get off the island, and we know that now. Oh, yeah. You know, we're living in a bloody snow globe, right? Yep, 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 yep. So now Ben's like, I want the boat, please, <laughs> because they lost their, like, tiny little tugboat to Michael, so they need... They need something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, now they need a boat back. You never made soup for me. Am I interrupting something? Would it really matter if you were? We have a situation. Brian radioed in. The Iraqi found the decoy village. Good. It's what we wanted. Brian followed him back to the shore. And they have a sailboat. Oh. I have no idea. So they have a boat. Sailing in circles will keep them busy. They could find us. So in the cages, Sawyer gets a different boat. (laughs) In the cages, Sawyer gets himself a fish biscuit. Danny and Friendly come to collect him and Kate to take them to work. So it's time for our breakfast fish biscuit. Um, and Sawyer's very smart for figuring that out. Yeah, totally. He literally, yeah. like, he looks so smug about himself when they walk up, and he's got, like, the little jiggle play, and he's just like, it's like, they told you the bears figured it out within a day. Yeah. So Kate's like, wow, great alarm clock, and Sawyer says, I've woken up to worse. What does that mean? In season one, he woke up to literally a boar in his tent, so, like, that, so I guess, like, maybe, I don't know if that's, like, the actual reference, like, I don't know if they're referencing anything in particular. I'm just like, that was one time. Wait, that's really funny, then. I guess. Um, and Danny gives Sawyer a real lunch, which is really nice because oh. Danny really hates Sawyer. Good guy, Danny. As they're walking to work, Danny gets called away by his wife, Colleen. He tells her to be safe and she leaves. So Friendly is the one who takes Kate again, so he's like her attendant or something. I don't know. Why are the others so hetero? Like, they're always in couples. Well, I have news about Friendly. Well, that's true. It's true. But they're always in couples. I know. It's it's true. It's like they hook up because they don't have anything else to do. Wait, that's literally why. Mm -hmm. They don't have anything else to do. But, like, they get in these, like, long-term coupleizations. Like, it's weird. Yeah. Huh. Well, isn't sort of... Oh, no. Spoiler section thoughts. Okay. So then we get Danny and Colleen, and it's kind of revealed that those two are married. Um, Bad news about Colleen later. Um, and we get some inaudible whispering and he tells her to be careful. And I once again have bad news. And then Sawyer's like watching them. And he's like, what are you looking at? And Sawyer's like, teehee, I watched a private moment. (laughs) Sawyer's like, I am also a voyeur. Or whatever. At the work site, we're mostly just moving rocks around. Hey, listen, that's the job. Danny gives them the rules, telling them they have to obey or they'll be shocked. If you try to run off, 
you will be shocked. Shot? Oh, don't even get a warning? Shocked. I said shocked. If you talk to each other, you're going to be shocked. If you touch each other, you're going to be shocked. If you're slacking, you're going to get shocked. Matter of fact, you do anything at all that pisses me off, you're going to get shocked. Okay? Kate refuses to work until she's seen Jack. Danny shocks Sawyer to get her to comply, which she does. So we have a bunch of others working on the build and, you know, you notice that like not all of these people are actually prisoners. Like some others just like have are to they work. Are just voluntarily there? Like they look like they're having a good ass time. It's like some, some of them have to work and other ones just get to like hang around. So <laughs> they're the ones who made bed mad. Well, I'm just like, is, so there must be some type of hierarchy within the others. You know, because well, of some of Ben's, them, Ben's at the top yeah. and whoever pisses Ben off has to go do the labor. Yeah. But it's just in interesting that, that there is one. Now we know. Yep. I mean, we're learning. We learned something. <laughs> Why doesn't Jack get put to work? Cause he's special. I, I think save his precious fingers. I think that's, I think that's about it. Yeah. I you think know? he's special. Um, then we get that moment. This is one of my favorite moments when, um, Kate says, you want me to work in this dress? And Danny says, you can take it off if you want. And you're like, first of all, Danny, frick you. And then Kate's like, Sawyer, stand up for me. And Sawyer's like, eh? And he's like, wait, oh no, I'm not that guy anymore. I'm not season one Sawyer. Hey, how dare you? Yeah, it like takes him a minute to remember he has to be a good person. I love it. That's one of my favorite moments. Um, when the morals kick in a little late. But there's this, there's this moment like when he first looks at her with like that like suggestive look, when she like looks back at him and like, it made me kind of sad in that moment because like she was kind of afraid that she like no longer had an ally with yeah. him. But luckily he like figures himself out and is like, that's not the person that I'm trying to be. Good guy, Sawyer. Yeah. So they get 10 minutes, 10 minutes for lunch and they're getting shocked, not shot. Because Sawyer's like, really? What do you mean shot? For doing nothing? Okay. And Kate wants to see Jack and they're going to hurt the other person to get the other person to work. Mm. If that, you know what I mean? Inefficient means of coercion. You know what? That's how you know that they care about each other, though. It's true. That's like the classic her comfort trope. Yes. Sawyer and Kate work along with the others. Alex grabs Kate's attention and talks with her secretly. She asks about Carl, but Kate didn't see him, only Sawyer. Alex tells Kate that the dress she's wearing is actually hers, but Kate can keep it. After Alex leaves, Sawyer comes over and they have top bants. <laughs> Alex is um, what I would call completely useless in this scene mm -hmm. because all she does is inquire about someone else and then does not like worry herself with the fact that Kate is doing slave labor. Right. That's just she's normal. Like, she's yeah. like, I'm busy. I'm trying to figure out something else. I'm it's not my to problem. <laughs> Carl. Yes. Carl. So Sawyer's like watching Kate and then Alex shows up and Carl was in the cages. Alex, Alex asked if Carl was in the cages, but Kate wasn't the one who saw him. It was like the wrong person to ask. You should have asked Sawyer so that he would have given you the information you were looking for. And that's just like, sorry, there was no way Sawyer was going to voluntarily give that information. Oh yeah, that's true. That's why they picked mm -hmm. Kate. Yeah. But also like that is such a good moment of like, I hate it because I'm just a viewer, but like the moment of frustration when you know that like the information that you have is like standing 10 feet to the left. The two ships in the night. And yeah. he's really handsome. Yeah. But he will be a not very nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. He will ask for something in return. Yeah. Alex and does not have much to give. Well. <laughs> nah, I'm not. Oh, well. Ah, ah. Spoiler fun. Don't let them see you talking to me. Are they keeping you in the cages? Did you see another guy in there with you? About my age, named Carl? No. It's just Sawyer and me. Not even supposed to be in that cage. What are you talking about? Who are you? 
Where'd you get that dress? They gave it to me. It's mine. You can keep it. Looks better on you anyway. Wait, wait. So then Alex says, you're not even supposed to be in that cage. What cage is she supposed to be in? <laughs> yeah, like, Alex, if you know where people are supposed to be, free them. Free them. Figure that out. Um, and the dress that Kate is wearing is Alex's dress, and she looks good in it, so she can keep it. Um, That's friendly, I guess. Yeah. Claire saw Alex, but Kate never did, so she may not know that that is Alex. Like, Oh, right. Didn't Alex help Claire a yeah. little? Yeah. Alex helped Claire, but and Kate was with Claire when they talked to Rousseau about Alex, but she never saw Alex, so she could probably, like, infer that it's Alex, but she may not, like, know What is that? This must be a trope that uh, has a certain call, like, where it's, like, people are, like, barely just touching each other. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Russo and Alex always are just kind of, like... Right. Oh, like, uh, like, like a, a misconnection. Like yeah. That's what I was about to say! Yeah, Everything in the show is, like, really a lot of misconnections and Well, that's the thing. It's, like, it's half, like, just misconnections and half, like, total connections, but they just don't talk about it with each other. It's true. Yeah. That's like one of the most infuriating tropes. It works for Lost, but like in other shows, when people have information and they don't communicate, yeah. and the show makes it really obvious that they're only not communicating for plot reasons, yeah. and it's like, but with this one, it's like, oh no, it makes totally sense well, why they wouldn't communicate it. Yeah. Um, but like, if you're watching The 100, and they're like, oh, um, these two people are communicating, even though they totally should be, yeah. it, it's because the writers couldn't think of a You reason. should bleep out that slur. That show's a slur. <laughs> um, but it kind of reminds me of, like, how so many of the other characters met Jack's dad. And yeah. Sawyer is able to put it together and tell Jack about it. But oh, Anna yeah. Lucia meets Jack's dad and has no way, just doesn't have enough information to put that together or yep. talk to Jack about it. Never even learns Christian's name. So, like, that's kind of... It, you know, just like that, is that Jack will never know. And like, that Lucia will never know. Is that like ships in the night kind of thing? Yeah. That's that what, yeah, that's what Did you say ships in the yeah, night? Yeah, two ships in the night. Yeah. I like when you call me Jeej. <laughs> she is a Jeej. Jeej Gabor. And then they have some banter. And you know what? Is Top it the most is. is it the most wholesome banter? No. No. <laughs> no. It's not. No. It's prison banter. It's basically just, <laughs> don't look at my ass. Give me something else to look at, he says. But. Wait, what What else do you think he's He's asking for? <laughs> I don't know. Is he asking yeah, to just like, take off the like, whole dress? You know what? Show me your vagina. <laughs> but like, or maybe just like a, just like a tame shoulder blade. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. Flesh of ankle. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, that's what Sawyer's at. Look, he does read a lot of novels. Show me that collarbone. So it's definitely not the most wholesome, but I really like it, though, because it kind of feels real. And, and it's between Kate and Sawyer. Yeah, and, but it feels real in a way that's, like, not life or death. Yeah. You know? Like, they're really going through something really scary here, and it's kind of nice to just, like, have a moment of, like, reality. Yeah. yeah. I also think that they compete to to figure out who's the, like, most calm about right. everything, you know? Oh, yeah. like, Kate's Kate always totally like, oh, this doesn't bother me, and Toya's like, well, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> that like, seems like it bothers you more. I'm the most nonchalant. Yeah. I'm like, the most nonchalant. I'm in a like, chick cage, blah, blah, blah. I've been through worse. <laughs> I've woken up to worse. Yeah, exactly. children. <laughs> so Sawyer's working hard, and Juliet has some water. She offers some to him to be nice, and he fully just dumps it out in front of her because he is a legend. Excuse me. That's romance. If you say so. I... At this point, even if you have no other knowledge, because of the way shipping works, I could say I ship it and someone would agree with me who's never seen the show. Okay. Thank you. Sawyer sees Kate and decides to just walk right over there to heck with the consequences and kiss Kate on the mouth. He gets in big trouble and starts fighting the guys. He does pretty well until Juliet holds a gun to Kate. Um, so Juliet tries to give Sawyer water, but he just dumps it out. And you know what? I love the commitment to the stubbornness, but bro, dehydration, man. Like, you must- <laughs> 
he must be so thirsty. <laughs> it is such a power move, though. Like, he keeps, like, com- complete eye contact. He's just like, no. <laughs> and then he just, like, throws it, like, <laughs> it, honestly, It's great. It's, like, for some reason, it reminds me of holes. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know when, like, Mr. Sir would, like, give them water? I just wanted one of them to go, oh, I guess that was zero. What is D-I-G spelled? Dig! However, I must say, like, even if you guys are Suliet shippers, yeah, the close-ups on Oh, him, no, it's it's really good. On him deciding mm-hmm. to go over and kiss her, it's, even though he knows mm-hmm. that he's gonna get mm-hmm. hurt. Okay, I'm a Suliet shipper, but there's a lot of beautiful romantic tension between Kate and Sawyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like platonic, like, exes, you know? Like, they, like, had Ooh. tension, they, like, did the tension, they were like, we're not the right people for each other, different mm-hmm. time, different mm-hmm. place. Right. See, I like them together. I, I don't like, hate them together. I feel like a lot of Kane Sawyer was a will-they-won't-they, they, but it was a guaranteed will-they. Like, it's, like, a matter of time. Anything yeah. is better than Jack and anybody. <laughs> that's complete. Jack yes. and Kate's like, Ooh, Yeah, my it. next note is just, that's romance, mom. <laughs> That it, it is it's a huge romantic moment. It's a it's literally the epitome of the trope big damn kiss. Yes, it is oh a big kiss. For sure. And then he like kisses her, and then before he gets full on just smacked in the head, he has this like little smile on his face. Yeah. And I'm like, hello. Like he knows, like he does it because he he needs to instigate fight. Yeah. Do you ever do you ever rewatch the show and just think that he has not got enough work as an actor? Mm. He was just so yes! good. Yeah. He truly like we were watching the show and my mom had no context for any of this. Yeah. And this scene happens, she goes, these are bad actors. Yeah. I was like, what? what? I, was I know. Like, I was like, mom, first of all, you can't act. Also, yeah. he was acting bad. Like Exactly. Like, he was and doing like, it on purpose. And like, second of all, was he doing? which part are you talking about that he was acting bad on purpose? Like, um, he was like trying to trick them. Like, yeah, he was doing everything. like the big swagger and the cowboy. Oh, right. like, yeah, Sawyer yeah. was acting not, uh, not Yeah, like yes. And I was literally like, mom, all of these people on screen have Emmys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you're an idiot mom. Yeah. Well, she watches The Young and the Restless, okay? So like, let's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Barometer for good acting is not good. And so Sawyer really does hold his own with like a bunch of them until Juliet threatens Kate. Mm-hmm. He could have um, taken them all. If he if the shocker hadn't had a safety, he could have won. Fully. And um my last note on that scene is just that Danny really hates Sawyer. And that's I mean, just gonna, he's just gonna keep hating what, Sawyer more and what more. Why does more. Danny hate Sawyer? Sawyer's kind of an ass. That's and really also, all the reasons. Like you, need. you can tell that Danny's just like that guy who like has to be the alpha, and he like feels Ugh. like Sawyer's the alpha. Like he's willing to like listen to Ben because Ben's like a squirrely little like weirdo. I think he knows Ben's smarter than he is. Yeah, but like you know, when it comes to like masculinity, Tom Friendly sure ain't gonna like fight him over that. You That's know, true. So like Sawyer shows up, and Danny just has to like show him up at, at everything. I think. That night, Sawyer and Kate are put back in their cages. She asks why he did what he did, and he says she just looked so cute that he couldn't help himself. (laughs) He tells her what he learned about each of the others from fighting them, and mentions that Juliet would have shot Kate no problem. He says that she tasted like strawberries, and she says that he tasted like fish biscuits, and I am crying. That's actually really cute. But what does the fish biscuits taste like? Probably gross. Probably like dog treats. That's true. He's eaten worse. He's woken up to worse. So, yeah, they're back in the cages several hours later, and he says that she looked just so cute swinging that pickaxe. Then she tells him to stop making jokes, and he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he takes it seriously for once in his life. Yeah, he's like, okay, we're not making jokes, fine. Exactly. Although I do, I don't think that he was totally joking. I think he genuinely does feel that way. What the hell were you thinking? I couldn't help myself. You just look so damn cute swinging that pickaxe. <laughs> Chain gang looks good on you, Fraggles. Sire. Two of those guards got some real fight in them. The rest of them I ain't that much worried about. 
heavy set guy. Packs a hell of a punch. Shaggy-haired kid's got some sort of martial arts training, but I think I could take him if I had to. Well, an FYI, those zapper things got a safety on them. Did you see the look on their faces when you got a hold of that rifle? I'm guessing most of these boys never seen any real action. That blonde who had a gun pointed at you? She would have shot you. No problem. Why'd she call you James? Because that's my name. I noticed something else, too. You taste like strawberries. You taste like fish biscuits. <laughs> and most of them probably have never actually seen any type of fight or battle. I was just gonna say, like, Ben didn't train them for anything. No. And, but Juliet would have shot Kate, for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's, he could tell. Do you think at this point Juliet knows that, like, Juliet shouldn't shoot Kate? I, I think that she knows that they're going to need Kate to, to manipulate, manipulate Jack. Jack. Yeah. So I don't, that's, that's the thing is that I don't think that Juliet would have shot Kate, but I think Sawyer can tell that she has like the capabilities. Of yeah, that makes Kate. sense. So Kate is learning that his name is James for the first time, but she knew that, she, that Sawyer took the other guy's name. She knew that Sawyer took somebody else's name yeah, in yeah. season one. So she knew that Sawyer isn't his real name. I guess she just didn't know what his real name was. Um, then there was a bit of a blooper about that in, on Lostpedia. It said, after hearing Juliet refer to Sawyer as James, Kate asks him why she used that name. However, this is not the first time Sawyer has been called James in Kate's company. Locke used the name when confronting Sawyer about the guns in Two for the Road. Okay. So maybe she just, I don't know, didn't put it together at that time. Yeah, or I was gonna say, like, but... you could try and sell it as she wasn't really, like, paying attention. Yeah. Or that Locke was, like, mocking him, maybe. Mm -hmm. So, you taste like strawberries and you taste like fish biscuits is literally, like, one of my favorite lines of the entire series. And then there was a fun fact on Lostpedia that said that this line is actually from Buffy, and now I'm really sad. Wait, Wait what? what? So it says, You Taste Like Strawberries is a quote from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, six season episode Wrecked. Um, writer... Sawyer watches Buffy? I guess. Yes. That's the thing. It's like, I thought, oh, it's just a reference, but then I realized that maybe Sawyer might be making a Buffy reference. Kate would just not get it because yeah. Kate would never watch Buffy. And the thing is that, like, one of the writers of the episode, Drew Goddard, worked on oh, Buffy. That is, there I was is. like, I was like, that voice, that name sounds yeah. so familiar. He yeah, probably, Cabin in the Woods. He, that's why. Drew Goddard is Cabin in the Woods. And uh, as did Lost Season 1 writer-producer David Fury. They both worked on Buffy. That okay. makes sense. So then, like, I was like, oh, well, where did she even get strawberries? And then I realized that Sawyer is probably making a Buffy reference, so she probably doesn't even taste like strawberries. Um, she tastes like the idea of strawberries. Yes. And then he calls her shortcake, which is a so he's basically calling her strawberry shortcake, which is really heckin' cute. Wait, that's actually adorable. Like, I'm, I'm gonna be real with you. Um, and then it turns out that they're being watched by Ben, and all of these like shots of Ben like watching people in the yeah. in the room is like foreshadowing for later. It was for foreshadowing for Michael Emerson's next role, in which he sits in front of computers and watches people do stuff. Okay. So in the last scene, um, this storyline, Ben goes to see Jack, who is still sitting in that corner and has not touched his soup. He's cool. He introduces himself and tries to be friendly. Ben says that he's lived on the island all his life. Jack thinks that they're stuck here. He doesn't believe that they have the power to leave. Ben proves that they can by giving him facts from the real world, including the fact that the Red Sox won the series. Jack laughs. That's too silly, and he definitely doesn't believe now. 
Ben brings in a TV and plays the winning moment for Jack, who is transfixed. Ben says that if Jack cooperates, he'll let him go home. So Ben's like, ha isn't it so funny that we were opposites before? Remember when you came in and I was the prisoner? He laid that on pretty thick for Ben. I was yeah. like, this is really obvious. Yeah. Well, like, the stakes, we don't know what the stakes for him are just yet, but the stakes are oh, very high yeah. for him, right? He really needs to get on Jack's good side. Um, I think imprisoning him might have uh, shortened those odds. Exactly. And yeah. I, so I think that's why he's, like, trying to be extra nice, but it just doesn't really seem like it's in his um, in his nature. <laughs> he's like, oh, so what's nice? I don't, mm, how do you spell that? Nice. <laughs> Not nice. So what do you guys think has made Jack so, like unmovable because last episode it was literally just like learning that his ex-wife Sarah was like happy and then that's what kind of broke him in that moment but it didn't seem to like break him in the I'm gonna sit and not move ever and not eat kind of way depression Tell depression hurts Symbolta can help um so stubborn uh, yeah I think it's just like Jack if he acts this way if he acts surly enough they'll entice him with something and he'll be able to get information out of the person. Oh. Like, what other reason would he have? Mm -hmm. And also, what is there for him to do? That's true, like, yeah. what could he do? He can't break out. He already tried that and he almost drowned. Yeah, true. And he's kind of like, I don't know, Jack loves having power and loves mm -hmm. being needed. And it just like seems like just neither of those things are happening for him right now. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. So Ben comes in and is trying to seem really personable to get Jack to want to help him. And... He's like, do you, like, blame me? Because if I had told the truth and said that I was an other, I mean, he didn't say that because that's the survivor's verbiage, yeah. but um, he's like, I would have just been hurt more, right? And I'm like, like, you know, I'm like, I don't know if Jack agrees, but I do. Like, in your Ben way, that makes sense. Yeah. But also, why did you show up in the first place? And so Jack's like, why are you telling me this? And he's like, I just want you to change your uh, perspective. It's okay if you want to say attitude. Yeah, just, just say attitude. <laughs> it's okay. Just say talk. Just say. <laughs> it's, it's. It's just, it's red. It, it, it's not blood it, orange. It's red. It's red. So he hasn't eaten the soup from before, which is good because it's probably bad. <laughs> <laughs> he introduces himself as Benjamin Linus, says that he lived here all his life. He says that Kate and Sawyer are okay and that they're close to him. And if he cooperates with them, they will send him home. And he's like, oh, is that where you sent Michael and Walt? And he's like, yeah. And Jack's like, I don't think so. <laughs> Jack's like, mm, I think that's bold. I think Jack doesn't even believe that Michael and Walt went home. Like Jack no. either, either believes that they're still on this island or dead. I think he, I don't think he thinks they're dead. Mm -hmm. I think that he thinks they're probably imprisoned somewhere. Right. Gotcha. And he says that they must all also be stuck here because if they weren't, they would leave. And Ben's like, I don't want to leave. So he has to prove all of these things. Wow. I made the exact same joke as you on island for 69 days. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We made the same joke! <laughs> okay, so this is what's really cool, is that, like, in season one, they made the Red Sox saying a thing, yeah. right? Um, Christian saying, that's why the Red Sox will never win the series, because the Red Sox haven't won in a bajillion million years, yeah. or whatever, right? They made Christian say that in season one. Now, in the interim between season one and season three, the Red Sox won the they, series. They genuinely did. They genuinely actually did. And I don't know anything about sports, but I knew that was a big deal. And they even did it, like within the like amount of months that are supposed to have passed yeah which is like crazy and so like this moment was able to happen and i just think that that's crazy i can't I believe they pulled that off for you. Uh -huh. wait no oh sorry the air date was 11th october 2006 but in the show it was a date in 2004 right it was yeah november in 2004 in the show yeah because right? it was 69 days from september 22nd so where does it say what day it is so that's around Two months, so yeah. Okay, so it's like November. -ish. Yeah, so it's like November nice. two thousand and four. Yeah, okay. Yeah. See, six nine nice. 
Nice. Yeah, what an incredible storytelling moment that they had the opportunity to make. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that's a once-in-a-lifetime thing that happens yeah. to you as a writer. And Jack full-on doesn't believe it because they never win. And and not only do they never win, but also that was his father's saying Yeah, that he always said. And so it's, like, so much more meaningful to Jack. But it's also, like, what another, like, beautiful example that Christian Shepherd was wrong mm-hmm. a lot of the time. True. No lion. You're stuck here just like we are. You don't have any- Your flight crashed on September 22nd, 2004. Today is November 29th. That means you've been on our island for 69 days. And yes, we do have contact with the outside world, Jack. That's how we know that during those 69 days, your fellow Americans re-elected George W. Bush. Christopher Reeve has passed away. Boston Red Sox won the World Series. <laughs> if you want, if you wanted me to believe this, you probably should have picked somebody else besides the Red Sox. No, they were down three games to none against the Yankees in the league championship, and then they won eight straight. Sure, sure, of course they did. <laughs> and he hasn't seen a TV in sixty-nine days, so he's just like really obsessed with this TV. And <laughs> imagine seeing a TV for the first time in like two months you'd be like whoa it's like a moment of home though how much Battlestar Galactica good and I miss <laughs> and I I also want to say that Matthew Fox is like really wonderful um in this scene he's only in two scenes this episode but I think he's really great this scene yeah he really does a lot with the small amount of scenes he gets yeah um and then instead of saying send you home which is what he has been saying Ben says if you help me I will take you home interesting I think that was just a change of words but it's interesting to consider. Well, no, because it implies that he would actually have someone like go with him, even right. if it's not Ben. Mm-hmm. So that's that storyline. Okay, that was fast. Um, and now we're going to move on to the technically A storyline with Saeed and Sun and Jin. Mm-hmm. So on the Elizabeth, Sun washes her face. She isn't feeling well due to morning sickness. She heads up to the top deck. Jin says he doesn't think that the others are coming. Saeed refuses to abandon their plan. Saeed, Sun sides with Saeed. Oh, Jesus. The amount Sun, of S's and yeah. J's in these two storylines yes. is a lot. Sun sides with Saeed. Jin isn't in charge just because he can sail. She can sail too. So first of all, she has morning sickness. It's because she's pregnant. Did you know? It sure is. <laughs> and um, I tried to grab some of the things that he said that don't have um, translations, like subtitles. Okay, yeah. we weren't meant to hear. Um, so Jin says, we have to go right now. Talk to Saeed. And so that's when they go mm-hmm. um, up. And he says, they will not come. Sun says, my husband says it's time to leave. He doesn't think Jack and the others are coming, blah, blah, blah. Um, And so Saeed starts speaking back to them. And Sun says, I think I haven't seen the signal we're sending. So basically, that's just Google Translate basically saying Mm -hmm. they haven't seen the signal, which is why we're not leaving. Yeah. What was the signal supposed to be? It was supposed to be black smoke. Okay, that's right. Coming up. And then um, they were going to meet them there. And they were going to go into the decoy village together. Okay, that's what I thought. So then Saeed keeps saying what the plan is and Sun says to Jin, I turned the sail towards the beach and signaled it again. Um, and Saeed says, we need to sail forward along the coast, clear the mountains and start another signal fire. So okay, basically Mona. she's saying what, what he's saying. Yeah. Um, Jin says no. Um, Saeed refuses to abandon Jack. And you know what? That's loyalty. Does Jack deserve it? No. no! But we appreciate it. Yes. And Jin in this moment kind of reverts back to season one Jin. Very territorial. Very controlling. Yeah. Um, And Sun decides to listen to Saeed instead of him because Sun thinks that Saeed, Saeed's plan is better. She just thinks that 
what Saeed is doing is the right thing to do. Yeah, better than Jin. And I agree with that choice. And she says that Jin seems to think he's the leader because he knows how to sail, but she also knows how to sail. And so she helps Saeed and goes against Jin. So does she only know how to sail because she's rich? I, uh, I'm trying to make sense. sense. Because I don't know. I think sailing's not like a huge. They don't, yeah. They don't tell us that. Yeah. I mean, it probably is probably like a rich, I mean, it's a rich people thing everywhere, right? It's probably a rich people thing in Korea. Yeah, I, I don't think it's ever, like, mentioned why she knows how to sail. Seems kind of important in this episode. Yeah, it's either, like, because it's a rich person thing or because she knows that Jin is from a fishing village that, like, she wanted to learn how to, to, like, relate to him or whatever. Even though, oh, okay. Even though he hates that part of himself. That's a very romantic notion. I like that. Um, Sun goes to Jin later. She apologizes for having a disagreement in front of Saeed. Jin says they shouldn't disagree at all, which is not how relationships work. No, 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 no. She came along to be with him, so that's what they're doing. So Saeed prepares a gun ominously. (laughs) Listen, he also prepares it handsomely. True. Um, and she's like, listen, I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have disagreed with you in front of Saeed. And he says, we shouldn't have disagreed at all. Um, sir, healthy relationships rely on communication. It's true. Brittany, can you confirm? Can confirm. You've witnessed when Sam and I fail at communicating and then we just bicker each other. Mm -hmm. And basically she's like, I don't want to be without you. And that's why I came. But I like that she was just like, she acknowledged like, yeah, we shouldn't have fought in front of him. But when he's like, well, we shouldn't like disagree at all. She's like, oh, well, I'm just not going to give that any. Yeah, I'm not even going to mention I don't have time for that. Yeah, exactly. And I think it was important to have at least one other person who knows how to sail because, like, what if something happens to the one person? Then you need a second person. Exactly. Jin chops fish below deck. Sun calls up for him and he emerges. Saeed has found a dock on the other side of the island. It looks pretty unused, though. They decide to dock there and make a new fire because Jack and Co. will definitely see it from here. So this is obviously the dock that they brought them to at the end of mm-hmm. the Yeah, the kid dock. Um, Jin is chopping fish because he's the fish guy. The way he was angrily chopping that obviously fake fish was incredible. Right. And um, Sun calls for him in Korean and she says, Jin, come over here. Um, I have a question though. Mm-hmm. In the first season, Jin knowing how to sail was like a huge plot point yeah. because he was the only one who could take the boat. Mm-hmm. Isn't it kind of lazy that they only now reveal that Sun can do it too? Like that just was kind of convenient, but right? She doesn't really reveal very much at all, though. But I think you're kind of right, though. It it was it wasn't that Jin was the only person who knew how to sail. He was just like a person who knew how to sail. And could go on, and he wanted to get on the raft because he was had a falling out with Sun, so he wanted to be away from Sun for okay. a while. Um, so it never I don't really think came Sun, up that they needed someone who could sail because they already had somebody. Okay, and mm-hmm. I don't think Sun wanted to go on the raft, and even if she did want to go on the raft, Jin wouldn't then want to go on the raft because they were fighting. Okay. Um. So yeah, they found the dock, but it's pretty unused. Um. Sides totally lying. Quote unquote. And I don't know who made it, but it hasn't. But he hasn't used it for a while. Is what um. Sun says to Jin in Korean. I don't know. Sounds like a bunch of lies to me. I don't know. Why should there be a dock all the way out here? Others. The dock's decaying. It's overgrown. It looks like it hasn't been used in quite some time. Whoever built it, they're not here now. Let's bring the boat in. We'll tie to the dock and build a fire on the beach. The visibility is excellent. And Jack will be able to see us for miles around. safe? Yes, Jim. Of course it's safe. I have to say, I really like that they remember to translate for him. Like, like he, for Saeed? Like, I'm, no, I mean, like, oh, for, for Jin. Jin. Yeah. Like, 
just because we understand what's happening doesn't mean Jin does, you know? Yeah. Like, I really like how... Well, there's a lot of play with translation this yeah. episode, yeah. too. And Sun translate what Jin says because we don't know what Jin says. But Jin also doesn't know what Saeed is saying. And so I, I like that they remember to translate for him even though he... But there's like Even though of, we understand it. Well, there's a lot of tension, too, is that, like, Jin... Okay, so it's like... Sun lies a lot, right? Yeah. This has been established that Sun is, like, this episode Sun's established that she yeah. lies a lot. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes her Jin's unreliable translator. Mm-hmm. So oh, she has power over Jin in the fact that she's the only one that knows speaks English. So Jin challenges that in this episode as well, right? Because mm-hmm. he's like, oh, like, um, you know, I can understand English better than you think. Right, so he's, like, testing her to see if she tells him what um, what is actually being told. Yeah, she's like, like it's the power. reverse of the I can sail moment. Yeah. She loses a lot of power. It reminds me of um, a Saeed episode last season when Saeed had to be the translator for um, like the other people in the army. Yeah. Um, and I think he was like, hey, they're looking for the guy. Mm-hmm. And the guy who Saeed was translating was like, tell him that he can basically go F himself and yeah. I hate him and um, you should die. And Saeed was like, he doesn't know. <laughs> You know, it's, yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah. Also, I can't believe these actors just like every every time there's like a Sun and Jin episode, they had to memorize all that in Korean too. Mm-hmm. Like that's crazy to me. It's not. I I think that um, Yoon Jin at some point said that um she either like I can't remember which one it is, but she'll like translate all of her lines to Korean and then memorize them in English, or the other way around, or something. But she memorizes all of her lines in one language and then she translates the ones that's supposed to happen or that something makes like that. Sense. That's it, yeah. but like that's double the work that anyone mm-hmm. else is doing. Well yeah. her native language is Korean well yes. uh Dan's lady. Yeah Dan language. had no idea how to speak it before loss, right? Well he knew how to speak it because um he but not well. Yeah yeah he, he, he was would, fluent. Yeah he would speak it with his mother like mm-hmm. when he was growing up but he hadn't spoken it for a very long time. Like, not that I'm somebody to challenge somebody's Korean but like yeah. I, I think it's well known that his Korean is not as fluent as hers because she's she's very native Korean yeah. yes. So they're like, oh, Jack will definitely see it from here. And they're like, it's totally safe. But then it's totally not. It's not because, safe. like, they're already coming after you. Like, even before they, like, Saeed is doing this fire so that the others will see them because he wants the others to come mm-hmm. here. But little mm-hmm. does he know the others are already on their way because they want the boat. He just yeah. helps them. Yeah. Yeah, he, he definitely just was like, hey, big target painted on my back. <laughs> Saeed builds the fire. Jin is getting wood and Sun is getting gasoline from the boat. Sun can tell that Saeed is hiding something. He believes that our friends were captured and he's trying to lure the others to him so he can kill them and keep some hostage for information. Sun needs to keep lying to Jin about it though or else the plan won't work and Jin won't want to do it. And like Sun, to her credit, does it. Yeah, totally. Because she, the stakes are high. Yeah. So um, she brings gas to help with the fire and they're building a really large fire for Jack to see. Um, Sun can tell that she's being lied to and basically, Saeed says, okay, son, you're the biggest liar ever, so get off my back, bro. And it's like, okay, that's that's a point, yeah. but it's not a good one. Yeah. Because she lied to protect herself, and he's lying to potentially get them all killed. Yeah. yeah. I'm fairly certain our friends have been captured. There are tracks all over the dock. They're fresh. As recent as yesterday. You said this dock was abandoned. That would be part of the lying you mentioned. You're not building this fire for our people. You're building it for the others. I suspect that when they see the smoke, 
They'll send a scout party to investigate. By then it will be night. When they arrive, I'll ambush them. I'll take two of them hostage, and I'll kill the rest. Two? One to make the other cooperate. But he's going to save two of them to get the other one to co cooperate, which is literally what's happening with Kate and Sawyer in the other storyline. Which shows you that the others actually have pretty good uh, interrogation techniques. Exactly. Um, so please keep lying to Jin. And I think that, like, even though she can, like, speak to Jin, sometimes when people, like, um, can't speak the same language as you, sometimes people twist that as people being stupider than you. Okay. Which is so weird. You know what I mean, though? Yes! Like, especially there are some people who, like, like they t they treat the people who speak a different language as them like garbage, as if they're just really stupid. Especially yeah. if they like mispronounce something, yeah. and someone like starts laughing. They're like, "Ha, it's this," and it's like they speak double the languages that you. Yeah. You redneck. Yeah, they're actually smarter than you. Yeah, they are literally smarter than you. So like, even though Jin doesn't speak English, he can still tell that like everybody's energy is different. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's still he's not fully. Stupid. He's still a person. He's still fully educated. He's just not educated in English. Also, so it's not that hard to look down and be like, oh, there's recent footprints on this dock. <laughs> I know because I can see them. Exactly. Jin is kept on the outside in so many different ways. It's yeah. so true. So Jin confronts Sun and Saeed. Good. <laughs> he knows that they're lying to him. He can understand English better than they think he can. He wants a gun and he wants Sun to go hide out on the boat. Saeed tells Sun where the extra gun is on the boat. So um, the fire is on now, so they definitely can't go back. Um, but Jin wants a gun and he says, Honey, I know what's going on here. This isn't a signal for Jack. Are you trying to lure them and kill them? Which is literally, yes. Well, they, yeah. The um, fact that I thought at first that that was- um, The line? No, that I thought that Jin was talking to Saeed and calling him honey. No. Oh. <laughs> Uh, and then he also says in Korean, do you know if you don't know each other in English, I can understand better than you think. Mm -hmm. Obviously, this is just Google Translate mm -hmm. being vague. Yeah. Um, and then he also says, I know everything. And so Sun says, he knows that I betrayed him. And I'm like, okay, he knows the you just lied to him part, but not about the I'm, I cheated on him part. So he'd yeah, right? away and he's like, that's a bit heavy. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot. Did Saeed know that Jin knew how to use a gun? It doesn't um, look like it. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, he looks really surprised when Jin seems to know how to use it. Everyone's like, oh, so you were kind of a badass. Okay, you can stay. It's like, I thought you were a fisherman. Mm -hmm. So then Jin tells Sun in Korean, go to the boat and wait, come on. And Saeed basically, without even knowing that that's what Jin said, says basically the same thing. Like, mm -hmm. you go hide out on the boat. Yeah. Um, and he's like, here's where the gun is. Sun says, if they get, if I need the gun, Jin is dead and I don't care. I'll just die. It's yeah. fine. And I'm like, ma'am. You are fighting for two. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, the others show up and fully just miss the ambush and they head straight to the boat. And how did the others get around <laughs> around them? Yeah, what, they had that whole plan in place. What happened? So there's an answer, but it's spoilery. Oh, okay. So yeah. Oh. Um, and <laughs> so Sun does go for the gun because it turns out she does care. Even though before that she said that she didn't. The, free, and... the drama of that answer though. Yeah. Jin is gone. So I don't, so care. I don't care. Yeah, she's... Like, ma'am, ma'am, this is not Phantom of the Opera. This is, this is McDonald's. Like, maybe she knows- Ma'am, ma this isn't McDonald's! <laughs> maybe she knows because she didn't hear any gunshots, so she thinks that he probably is still alive. But then again, oh! like, who's to say he hasn't been stabbed, though, That's you know? That's true. Saeed and Jin wait for the others, but nearly give up because they don't seem to be coming. On the boat, Colleen goes down and finds Sun with a gun. She says ah. she, knows, she says she knows all about her and that she isn't a killer. Sun proves her wrong though and shoots her. Sun is, Sun is fully 
Sun is ruthless. Mm -hmm. Said and Jin hear it from the beach and go running. The others take the Elizabeth, but Sun is able to jump off the boat in time. Jin jumps into the water and they are reunited, both safe. The imagery of the jumping. The foreshadowing. (laughs) The imagery. So they're like, well, they're not coming. Let's give up. Um, and Colleen says, you're not a killer, son. And son's like, try me, bitch. <laughs> Literally, you- She's like, not yet. The thing that people do in TV movies, they're like, you're not a killer. And I'm like, I think everyone could be if they were back into a Absolutely, I'm not going to challenge somebody with a gun and say that. Exactly. <laughs> like, you're not a killer. And I'm like, are you just trying to make yourself feel better? Yeah. <laughs> you're not one of us. So there was a fun fact on Lostpedia that, um, originally Clue, you guys might remember Beatrice Clue from, yeah. um- Oh, Yeah. The from torture lady season. Walt. Yeah. Um, originally, Clue was going to be killed by Sun this episode, not Colleen. Um, I'm not sure what made them make that choice. Actress um, availability? It could be actress availability. Clue does come back later this season, so... But but not for, like, any, like, main reason as to why it would, like, have to be Clue. So I have a feeling it's probably actress availability. Also, that like, that's, sense. like, a crazy good actress to just kill off that fast. Mm-hmm. I guess because, like, this was, like, maybe one of her earlier roles or something, which right. is kind of insane yeah. to say about, like... 2006? 2006. Oh my. But like she went on to like win, like I think she, she's been nominated for like Academy Awards, I want to say. It's really? weird to think about. Lost. At least Emmys. For what? Uh, I don't know. Now we got to do the goo. What? I, I know her name. Paula Malcolmson. Mm-hmm. Well, she has been in a bunch of stuff. She's been in everything. Nominations. Three this... Actors Guild Award for Outstanding Performance by an Ensemble in a Drama Series. Oh, she was in Deadwood. Was that Deadwood? Is that what she was nominated I for? I don't know. Maybe, but she was in Deadwood. I'm gonna go to her awards. Oh, section. and Ray Donovan. And Sons of Adam. Yeah, like she- Oh, and, and BSG. Yeah. She was in Caprica. Yeah, she was one of the um, creators of the Cylons. Whoa. Like, she- and her... So pretty. And she was by in it, too. Oh my gosh, she was just in Watchmen. Really? Ah, uh, Damon Lindelof bringing in Lost alums. I have to watch it. Gabby tells me I need to watch it. I know. I want to watch it so bad. I just, like, we don't have HBO, so I don't want to watch it with, like, garbage um, quality. quality yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, she's Irish. I didn't know that. Yeah. She's really pretty. I want you to let me off this boat. I can't do that. Why not? It's not my decision to make. Do you realize there are five of my friends up there? Lower your voice. Okay. Stop. I'll shoot. No, you won't, son. I know you, son, walk one. And I know you're not a killer. But despite what you may think, I am not the enemy. We are not the enemy. But if you shoot me, what we'll become. Stop! I will! I'll shoot you! So she's like, listen, son, we're not the enemy, but if you kill me, we will become the enemy. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure you're the enemy, though. Like, my favorite thing is when people say we're not the enemy, but they have, like, a whole bunch of guns behind them. And I'm like, you might be the enemy. Yeah, it might be you, though. One of you is severely armed and the other one is protecting themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Jin goes running to like save Sun, but she saves herself. She gets off the boat herself. Um, they did lose the boat though. They sure they sure did. They did what Ben wanted them to do. And Jin genuinely like thought for a second that she had been killed after they had just had a fight. You know what I mean? What's he yelling when they're in the water? 
that's the thing is that they they're yelling for each other but it's not in the transcript so it's probably just something like son son or like honey or like whatever because they're not saying each other's names yeah it could just like like sometimes in the subtitles it will say son and it's like a completely different word but it's usually Mm -hmm. just like um a a translation for like my wife or like oh okay my love or something like like a term of endearment yeah so i think it's probably that but you know it kind of reminded me of in season one when Jin like went off on the raft and son like only just got her like apology in before he left because she like didn't want him to go without having like apologized um i think this is the last scene for the storyline we're really just whipping through it i'm proud of us because we're getting content in yeah but we also have the zoomies yeah (laughs) so back on the dock son and Jin have a tender moment saeed approaches and apologizes he says that he'll listen to Jin next time so Um, he's like i'm gonna still third wheel though so Jin says that he didn't want to lose son, but also didn't want to lose their baby. And I really loved this moment when Saeed basically is just like, hey, sorry, I'll listen to Jin next time. It was such a succinct, but like genuine apology. Yeah, where he's like, I'm sorry, I'll listen to someone who knows next time. You know, it was, like, it was very Saeed. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Very him to be like, hello, I made a mistake. I'm sorry that I put you guys in danger. And next time I won't make a mistake like that. Exactly. And then he walked away and, and you're like, me, and you know, you know, he'll stick to his word. He absolutely meant it. So I appreciated that. I am an unapologetic Saeed stan. So before we move on to our flashbacks, we're going to talk about Patreon. Patreon is a service in which you can donate to some of your favorite creators. Um, If we're some of your favorite creators, we have a Patreon. Oh my god, just donate if you're listening right now. (laughs) It's patreon.com slash theafficionados. If you help us out with $1 or more a month, you get early access to all of our podcasts. Um, This podcast in particular goes up a week in advance, so if you're interested in a whole week um in advance for the lost podcast definitely check that out but we all you also get at least one day in advance for all of the other podcasts um if you help us out five dollars or more a month you get 10 percent off at shopbelux.com which is me and Brittany's website Yay! where we sell things so Brittany makes resin art and i make um uh, fandom embroidery mm-hmm. i just recently put out a design of the dharma logo and you can pick literally any of the dharma logos you want not just the swan so go and check that out if you can't help us out on patreon another way to help us is by going on shopylux.com the uh links are in the description so you can go and check that out and um if you can't help monetarily that's totally okay the next best thing you can do is recommend us to a friend and share and they're gonna be too polite to say please give me money so i'm gonna say give them money give me money no just kidding but also shoppy lux has the coolest thing and i've got a behind the scenes look today on (laughs) what is being produced it's true and then she helped me with flashy it is all right so now we're going to go to the flashbacks so what in the distant past a young son maybe six or seven years old accidentally shatters her father's glass ballerina on the floor hence the title oh Later, as she's practicing piano, her father comes to her asking what happened to it. She says that the maid did it. Her father clarifies to her that if she sticks with the maid story, the maid will be fired. She insists that it was the maid. So first we start with this shot of the ballerina, which is just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, fun fact on Lostpedia said that it was a Swarovski crystal figurine. Oh, I hope they didn't break that one. I they think they did. did. That thing's expensive. But I think it was like just the one yeah. that they had. Probably. All right. And this also kind of parallels Jay Lee following... 
or falling uh, the That's system. true. I never thought about that. Yeah. Maybe the real glass ballerinas were the Jay Lees we met. But like his, <laughs> his, but he was the consequence of her action, right? Oh yeah, good point. So yeah. it's just all about her consequences of her actions. And yeah, that she's never of her life. Mm-hmm. So also, Lostpedia said, and I don't know who figured this out, and I swear if this is true, I I don't even know what to do with Spill. this. The metronome that Young Sun is playing along with is at a set at a tempo of 108 beats per minute. No! Shut the front door! Apparently. That's annoying. You know what the thing is? I can see them doing that. Yeah. I have no way of testing that myself, but I'm just trusting what Lost PDF is. That is infuriating. So, Sun is really willing to lie so young with this, like, Mm self-preservation. What does this say? I have so many thoughts about, like, Sun's willingness to lie because one, it's self protection. Mm-hmm. What has Sun always been really good at? Yeah. One, self sabotage, but two, always keeping her like bottom line. Mm-hmm. And then two, just her ability to lie is kind of terrifyingly effortless. Mm-hmm. Well, it's good for her. She always really enjoys to test her father too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, I feel like there's like a lot of ways where she just doesn't want to give in to him, and she'll rather do the wrong thing than the easy thing. Right. Yeah, because she doesn't want to face the consequences yeah. of her her father. Mm-hmm. So it's like, was this a possibly like something that was a reaction to sort of kind of very obviously being emotionally abused? Yeah. Or was this Sun sort of honing her lying skills really easily? Mm -hmm. And Sun definitely does have a problem with class problems too, I think. Like, I think, I don't think Sun's a perfect character, right? No, No, for sure not. She definitely, in ways, definitely holds herself higher. Mm -hmm. And class is very much aware in her life. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think that her willingness to lie is we also need to think about if she didn't lie, if she told the truth, what would happen to her? Because I think that's what. Like, she's already afraid of her father. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If she had told the truth, she's afraid of what he would do and what what would happen to her. Which I, agree. I think is also telling. But really, I have a question for you. At, in the series, at any point, does Mr. Park tell her she can't leave? Like, I, I think he basically says, if you want money, you have to stay. But he never says, you can't leave me, right? I don't think so. It's like, I think it's, it's like, it's I don't mostly... know if he'd send anybody after her if she left. Like, I think he, he knows I think he that would. she, no, I think he knows she wants the money. Well, he definitely, at the very end, does she choose the, him over the money? Well, he definitely says you can't leave to Jin, right? Yeah. And that's kind of like put together, you know, like he doesn't, I think that he thinks, oh, I have thoughts on okay, this, okay, I have okay. thoughts on this later, okay. but like the difference between like Sun and Jin is like, he thinks that like, if I was Sun, first of all, she's afraid of her father as a child. Yeah. But now, I'm sure she's just like, I could probably test my father and I could probably take him pretty far before yeah. he'd actually do something yeah. terrible to me. But, like, Jin is such a pushover. And so, like, later, I have notes about, like, when he walks in on her um, having cheated with Jay Lee, yeah. like, whether or not he would, like, want her to... Would he rather have had her marry Jay Lee? Yeah. Or would she, he rather her have married Jin, you know what I mean? And I think that if she had married Jay Lee, it would have been like great for um like her reputation because mm-hmm. Jay Lee is also his family is also rich. Um like her family is automotive, but his family is hotel. Right. And so they would be really good like that way wise. Like yes. But like also, he was always a really nice guy. He was he honestly was like a nice dude. I have never disliked Jay Lee. Yep. And but Jin is such a pushover. Like is he? Yeah. It, like I don't want to say Jin is a pushover, but, but Sun's dad sees him as a pushover. He, he can, was. He, he can manipulate him. people's will. 
Yes. And it's like not even necessarily other people, but it's like son's dad specifically because he's so honed in on wanting to impress him and honor their family. Which is kind of heartbreaking because like the only reason he's a pushover is because he's so eager to please. Yeah. And like he's eager to please because like he wants to move up in the world and be a good person and he's just running away from his past and so he doesn't understand that like the eager to please stuff is compromising morals. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Son's dad tells her the consequences for the maid. And she still decides to protect herself, even though the maid would be unjustly punished. That's a big choice to make. Like, and obviously her dad knows that she's lying. Yep. Because she's a child. But I think he was hoping that she was going to tell the truth, you know? Because then it would have been like, okay, I raised my daughter correctly. But also, like, since she doesn't, it's like, he's not the best person ever either so maybe he's thinking okay you know she's following my footsteps or you know she's gonna make it in the world because she knows how to take care of herself so it's like we know what it tells us Mm -hmm. that she lied but what does it tell him that she lied Mm. like he knows that she lied what is that saying to him does it he interprets that she's willing to sacrifice anything for his approval Mm -hmm. right or that she is challenging him Mm -hmm. so i don't know which one what he interpreted it as right so my last note for this scene was just what was the point of showing this scene first like none other none of the other um flashbacks in this episode take place at this time what was the point of this scene being in the episode and being first in the whole episode i think to establish that son is willing to lie to um avoid problems with her father but also to get what she wants do you think it's also like a red herring to include son with the like the fragility of the glass, and then later in this episode, she's like, "Well, I can shoot a gun. I can do this and stuff like you that." You should have murdered someone. Yeah, like, do you think it's like about like to set the scene and be like, "Oh, like to associate like kind of subconsciously that like the glass and the breaking is associated with with her," but then later you can tell that she's just a very strong person. Yeah, right. That honestly, that could be true. Yeah. So years later, Sun is in bed with gasp. <gasps> Jay Lee, not Jin. He was pretty sexy. <laughs> son's, been, pretty sexy. son's been sleeping with him, but she feels really bad. Jay Lee, whose name just has to be said in full for me, you know, it's like it's like Richard Alpert and Daniel Faraday, who are oh, characters that we don't know yet. I have to say their full names and I have to say Jay Lee. I, I like just it. can't say Jay. It's Jay Lee to me. Has bought her a really expensive pearl necklace. He says that he doesn't want to share her anymore and that they should run away to America. There's a knock at the door and Son's dad barges in, seeing <gasps> Son. So first of all, she cheated on Jin, and um, there was a um, lost on location for this episode, and it was mostly um, Dan talking, and he was saying that it's really nice that it's not as black and white as everybody previously thought, Mm -hmm. because everybody thought Jin is the bad guy and Sun is the good guy, and in season one, especially in, in translation... Um, it was kind of revealed that, first of all, it wasn't as black and white because Jin was actually, like, doing all of these things that we thought were bad for not good reason, but, like, mm-hmm. for a reason. Restore his honor. Yeah. yeah. And the reason why he came home with those bl- with his, those bloody hands is because he was literally saving somebody's life because he was going to get murdered if Jin didn't beat him up, basically. Yeah. And so, like, now we're learning, like, we had already seen Sun's face when she, like, realized she was pregnant and she told Jin and she was like, I've never been with another man. And then you get that, like, moment and you're like, oh, well, maybe you're lying, but who's to say, right? And so now we finally get that. Um, Yun Jin in the Lost in Location said that um, Sun has so many secrets that it's hard to keep track. <laughs> oh my god. She does have a lot, though. I like that they tried kind of, like, they gave Sun some complexity, but they also just didn't make her, like, 
a fainting like yeah flower mm-hmm. you know like yes did did Jin emotionally abuse her? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And was she a victim? Absolutely. But she she also had other complexities. She wasn't just like what Jin defined her to be. Yeah, right. So she says, I can't keep sleeping with you, Jay Lee. And I just wanted to bring up that like uh, last episode or last season, I think it was the last episode that you were actually on, Jillian, is the episode when we finally saw Sun and Jin actually meet for the first time. Was that um, and found? Or, yeah. Or, okay. Yes, and found, yeah. And <laughs> and Sun genuinely thought that Jay Lee was like her soulmate. You know, yeah. she thought that they were like together, and then that's when Jay Lee um, like revealed that he actually had a girl in America yeah, that that's, he was like in I love remember with. That. Right? He's yeah, like, yeah, I had my American girl. Man, they should have yeah. been together if they'd been able to figure their crap out. Yeah, exactly. And so like Sun probably always, you know, she was so heartbroken by that because they clearly had not communicated what their relationship was going to be. Yep. Um, and so like clearly she's always kind of harbored feelings for Jay Lee and now it's, but she feels bad because she's married, obviously. Um, he bought her a fancy necklace because he's rich. So just to remind you that he's rich and Jin is not rich. Just you guys remember that Jay Lee is rich. Okay. 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 I, uh, I remember. Okay. Um, and he wants her to leave Jin so that they can run away to America. Um, and they switch to English. They switch to speaking to English because okay. he taught her how to speak English. I have to say, I do not support her cheating on her husband, but I do support her leaving her abusive husband. Yes, because Jin was not a nice person. At this time, yeah. 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 No one is supposed to know that she's here. How did her father find out? It's never really, it's never I was going to ask you that. I have no idea. It's never said how he found out that she was there. Um, But he did. He he was tracking. He could have been. He's that guy. He's pretty interesting. Yeah. He's kind of like that guy. So you think that like, how long did he know that she was having an affair then? I don't know. Could have been for a long time. I don't like. See, I don't like that. And what made him wait so long then? You know what I mean? So yeah, that's not, I'm not sure. But if anybody who's listening to this has more insight into what you guys think about um, how Sun's dad knew about the affair and why and how, and how he wait, waited so long to say anything or, or something, please let us know. And I gotta say, that would be embarrassing even if she wasn't cheating. Yeah, exactly. your dad, Your dad walking in on you and like, obviously she's not like exposed or anything, yeah. but like it's you're naked. Like, yeah. like even though you're covered up, like still, ugh, so embarrassing. Exactly. Jin is called to Sun's dad's office. He tells Jin that Jay Lee has been stealing from him and Jin needs to do something about it. Jin says he will deliver a message, but Sun's dad says that's not harsh enough. He needs to be stopped. Jin tries to quit because he's not about killing people, yeah. but Sun's dad calls him Sun for the first time, so he has no choice. Sun, don't worry. I have a question Why do you think Sun's dad didn't talk about the affair? Why do you think he lied? Well, because later in the episode he says, like, oh, it's not my place, you know? But it's like, has that ever stopped no, you exactly. before? Like, blackmail. What blackmail. was stopping? Yeah, it was probably blackmail. Yeah, there's right. there's no way he wasn't going to use that against her later. There's no way. Right. That's true. Oh, yeah, sure. Because, like I just said, like, he's able to manipulate Jin however he wants. And he's been waiting to pull the you're my new son card yeah. probably forever. And now, like, he was probably like, well, when he finally tries to quit, that's when I'll pull that card or whatever. Yeah, precisely. But he doesn't have any cards to pull on Sun. And so blackmail, he was going to pull that card. Like, the amount of things that he could actually use on Sun to control Jin as well. Mm -hmm. Like, that was, like, I I hate that this phrase has been ruined, but, like, that was his trump card. Right. Mm -hmm. So, at first, when he first walks in, Jin is afraid that the problem is with him. He's like, oh, no, I'm going to get in trouble. Yep. He says that Jay Lee is stealing from him, um, and it doesn't matter what he's stealing, but really... Oof, the Lee, yeah, Jay Lee is technically stealing from Jin. Yeah, so like, what does that mean? Is Not that, that like, Sun is his property. But yeah. 
But that's kind of what's happening. Interesting. But, like, what is... It, does it, the dad mean literally, like, you're stealing my daughter or something? Well, I think he wanted you to think stealing money, but, like, yeah. there was a double entendre, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. gotcha. And so a message isn't good enough, so he has to end it. And Jin knows that this means, like, full-on kill, kill him. Jin's like, I'm not about that, and tries to quit. Okay, next question. Did Sun's dad really expect Jin to kill him? Absolutely. Yes. Really? Absolutely. Yes. You he think wanted, so? Yeah, absolutely. He, he's so used to manipulating people into doing this kind of shit. I mm-hmm. mean, this is totally normal for him to and send people out the I would bet money that um he was, like, always working Jin up to this. Like, he was mm-hmm. always working Jin up to be a hitter. Right. Yeah. And also, it was a test. Right. And he kind of failed at the very- Because uh, he, he said I'm out. So- Later this episode, when Jay Lee actually does die, Sun's dad probably believes that Jin threw him out that window. I was thinking that was probably implied. Like, that, like he that was like Jin kind of got away with it. Yeah, Sun's dad might be like, "Hey, good for you, bud," even though Jin didn't actually do it. So he got the credit for something that he didn't do. Yeah, that worked out. Mm-hmm. And so then he's like, "This man has brought me shame, and we share the same shame because we're family now." And Jin's like. Okay. Jin's like, I don't really want to be, though. Yeah. So, yeah, he's never called him son before, also. Don't call me son. So, Jin gets home from work, and Sun greets him. They sit down for dinner, and Sun tries to figure out if her father told Jin about her affair. Jin's just upset about how he has to kill someone. Sun steals Jin's- It's not about you, Sun. (laughs) Sun steals Jay's idea and tells Jin that they can run away to America. Jin doesn't think it's that simple. He says he's doing all of this for her, and that's what it costs to be married to her. She's like, well, you're not all sunshine either, bud. He goes to deliver his message. So Sun, at the beginning of this scene, is just trying to figure out if her dad told Jin or not. Mm-hmm. You know, She's like, very focused on herself. Yeah, and she's not going to, like, accidentally let it go if he de- like he has to bring it up first, yep. obviously. Um, and Jin knows that he's being manipulated. He knows yep. that he's being manipulated by Sun's dad. And he knows. Yeah, of course. But he can't do anything about it. I, like, he, he's trapped in the same abusive cycle that I think Sun was when she was mm-hmm. young. So yeah, it's interesting that he calls him Sun right after seeing her with Jay. And so this is kind of where I put my notes of like, who would he rather have for a son-in-law? But we kind of talked about mm-hmm. that already. So she wants to do Jay's plan, but with Jin, which is really interesting that she like took his plan and was like, that's a good idea. I would like to get away from my family. But she decides that Jin is the one that she would want to do it with instead of Jay. That's, it's, it's a fascinating like abuse of power there with the dad, because by evoking a familial relationship, He's sort of preying on Jin's, like, weakest point, mm-hmm. which is, like, that he's ashamed of his father. Yeah. So now it's like, well, I I will be your father now, and you have brought honor to yourself, and you can bring honor to me, your father figure, mm-hmm. by doing this for me. Right. So she's, like, genuinely trying to help him because she knows that he doesn't like the job that he has, but he blames her because she's the reason that he has the job. Which is very unfair. And he's come to resent her for it. Yeah, and it's like, but you made that choice. Yeah. And so he says, that's what it takes to be married to you. Well, thanks for making the sacrifice, bud. Yeah, like, I'm so sorry. Is, was that brutal for you that you married the woman that you loved? Mm-hmm. And so she says, and what does it take to be married to you? I loved that. And then he gets then he gets upset and leaves. But I have to say, their fights are always written so well. Yep. And Because there's, like, 30 different layers to their conversation. Yes, yeah. It's like this, and then, like, I really love, I'm trying to remember the exact wordage, but, like, in and found when they were, like, yeah. in the, um... 
in the office of the like fertility specialist. I can't remember exactly what they say, but like they start having a fight there and Sun also has like a really snappy comeback that you're like, ooh, you won that one. Like, does you know she I mean? just plan these in advance? I don't know, but like I have to say, like I know to them it's just regular acting because they obviously like understand the words that they're saying. Yeah. But like to me, it kind of reminds me of when you go and see a Shakespeare show. Like obviously Shakespeare is also in English, but like the the way like you need to go see a Shakespeare show is that you like you kind of understand, but the way that the lines are delivered by the actors is what really drives home the story. Yeah, it's like there there's a there's one level of comprehension, mm -hmm. and then there's like the next, the next, the next. Exactly. Yeah. And so the way that it the lines are delivered is what really like makes you understand what's actually going on, which yeah. kind of reminds me of that. Jin waits in his car until he sees Jay Lee. He follows him up to his room and attacks him, almost shooting him. He tells Jay Lee to run away. He never wants to hear from him again. Jay Lee is thinking that this is because Jin found out about Sun, but it isn't. He cries and Jin leaves. But as he's getting into his car, Jay Lee falls from the sky. He jumped out of the building and died with Sun's pearl necklace in his hand. This is literally like crazy. The thing that I really like that was quite subtle is they never zoom in on the pearl necklace. Mm. And I think that's such a great choice. Like the NBC you, zoom. Exactly. Like you see it, but they don't they don't cut to it. Mm -hmm. Like it's just sort of there. If you catch you catch it, and if you don't, you don't. Right. Right? Like, they don't cut to it. I think that they have, like, a moment where they're, like, closer to it, and then they move focus to Jin. Yeah, exactly. Like, Jin, you can actually kind of see Jin in the shot, and you see Jay Lee there, and it's in his hand. Like, it's styled in his hand. Yeah. But they don't do the super obvious, like, hey, this is important. Let's zoom in on it and, like, really, like, shove it in the audience and call them stupid. Like, mm -hmm. I just like that this show's like, okay, if you see it, you see it. Yeah. Um, so Jin is waiting for him and recognizes him on um, uh, Lostpedia. They had a fun fact that said the gun that Jin has, which is a Glock 17, is on the dash of Jin's car. It's the same type of gun as the one that Saeed gives to Jin on the island. No wonder he's so familiar with sure, it. There you go. Well, I like, I like that. I like that. I really feel that um, Jin should check and get confirmation that it's him from more than just, like, a picture. Why? Well, I mean, what if you have the wrong guy? I'm but, like, considering Sun knew him and their families were together, I would assume that maybe Jin's met him once or twice. You think so? Oh, no, because Jay Lee didn't- Yeah, no, yeah, maybe I not. don't think so. I just feel like you should probably get- Like, obviously it is the right guy, but, like, just in case, you know? <laughs> just double check. He's like, that's a bald guy, I'm in! Like, can you imagine? Here I go. Here um, I go, bald. This is really cool, though- I don't know if it is the same hotel, but it's definitely, like, the same sort of thing that, like, this is the same, at least, hotel chain that Jin used to open doors for. <gasps> I love that detail. And now he's coming in and doing this. Okay. So this is the part that I got confused at, because he leaves the elevator, and it says a two beside the elevator, but then the room number is, first of all, 1516. Oh my god. And so I was like, well, if it's the second floor, how was it room 1516? That was a mess up. And then I realized that it's probably the second elevator. Oh, to go up to the, yeah. <laughs> the yeah, elevators yeah. are probably labeled one and two. So that's probably you what know what that was. your heart though. Yeah. So he beats him up and Jay thinks it's because of Sun, but Jin doesn't know. No. And Jin will never know because Sun doesn't know. Nope. No. You know, like at the funeral, she knows like what happened to him, but she and is probably confused and has no idea why he killed himself. I bet she suspects it's her father. Yeah. Oh, her father, but like, oh yeah, not Jin. On them. Yeah, but, but not Jin. But definitely yeah. did not think because she's she's so confident that Jin doesn't know anything about their There's affair. such an evil yeah. in that. So so I don't think they will ever ever know what happened there. Agreed. So this was another scene that was in the um, Lost in Location because they obviously had like a stunt performers and all yeah. of this stuff. Um, Tony, who plays Jay Lee, mm -hmm. and Dan are really good friends in real life. 
Um, and Tony said that Dan could never beat him up in real life. Amazing. Oh, that's really cute. <laughs> Amazing. And Dan was like, ha ha ha. <laughs> like, wanna bet? <laughs> um, Dan says that he really liked this scene because he likes when there is no dialogue. <laughs> because he doesn't have to memorize it in two languages. Yeah. He says he also really likes doing the physical stuff. He's an action star. Huh? Yes. So Jin is going to shoot him through the pillow because that would be quieter, I guess. Silencer. But Jin can't do it because Jin's not a killer. No. And it's interesting that like... Does Jin kill anybody in the series? I can't think of it. Uh, yes. Yes. Spoiler section? Yeah. What was I going to say? Oh, it's interesting that like we kind of get this non-verbally Jin is not a killer. Yeah. When um, Colleen says, son, you're not a killer to mm-hmm. her face. So he says that they don't want any contact at all. And... Jin sees that as don't talk to Mr. Sun's dad. Yeah. But Jay sees it as don't talk to Sun. Yeah. I love, I just love the like, how this entire scene is like seen from two completely different perspectives when they're both in the moment. Uh, And he tells him to run away and he's, he's showing him mercy. Yeah. But Jay doesn't see it as mercy. He thinks obviously something else is completely going on. But Jin is like, I'm supposed to kill you and I'm not killing you. But what does he think if it's not showing mercy? I feel like it's pretty obvious that either way it's mercy. That he's going to have to face it. Oh, like basically get out of town. Yeah. Yeah. Like instead of being like, I could kill you, but I'm not going to. It's like a get out of town or I am going to kill you. Like I have a gun and I will kill you if you don't come, if you come back. What a deeply terrifying encounter. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Wow. (laughs) It's just very scary. Um, so he falls on the car and you can tell in the wide shot that it is the stuntman. Um, and in, um, in the lost on location, they simply had him like fall from something like maybe 10 feet above the car. Mm -hmm. Like he was literally just hanging above the car (laughs) and then they were like, okay, drop. And he was like, yeah. Um, so he's holding the necklace, which of course means a lot to us, but doesn't mean anything to Jin. Nope. Which is like, that's weird. It's like, Jay Lee is literally willing, like, he, what does it mean that he grabbed the necklace before he jumped? In a way, it's like a black like comedy of errors. Yeah. It kind of, yeah, it is. Because it's like, Jin's like, oh, what necklace? And the Jay Lee's like, oh, <laughs> why? It means everything to me. Yeah. And it's like, he falls on Jin's car. Yeah, that's like, that's a beautiful irony, though. Mm-hmm. And it's like... I wonder if Sun knows that he was found with the necklace or like whatever, but now Jin is stuck feeling like he killed a man, even though he thought he was showing mercy. Yep. Um, Sun mourns at Jay Lee's funeral. Her father comes up behind her and tells her that she shouldn't be here. He basically confirms that he had Jay Lee killed. She asks if he'll ever tell Jin what she did, and he says that <laughs> it's not his place to tell him. He's so evil. He's such a jerk. Yeah. He's so evil. So they're at Jay Lee's funeral and it's like the same place as their wedding and like all of the places because it's the only Korean looking place on Oahu, I guess. <laughs> it's oh, just like, man. It's also, I think it's a Japanese garden. Like, yeah. I don't know, yeah, yeah. I don't know I literally, literally, anything Korean. They did like the, like the overview of the thing and I was like, that's just so obviously not Korean. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, they do have like those kind of buildings because of like Imperial Japan. Yeah. I don't a lot about it that, but it, it looks like a very intentional. It was very traditionally garden. Japanese. It was not like in any way traditionally Korean. And it's more like it's more like oh, Asian location. Let's use it again. Exactly. Like yeah, it's like what they we need an outside shot about Sun and Jin. That this one is place. Japanese garden. Let's go find a pagoda. <laughs> so she goes to the um the funeral, and she has to just like act like another person. person. You know. Because nobody here knows that she had an affair with Jay Lee. 
no one knows that she even really cared for him. Like, I, mean, I think that if Jaylee's mom showed up, because I remember in uh, and found, you know, son, son's mom and Jaylee's mom yeah. were kind of like trying to get them together. So like that sort of thing. But Does nobody even, else. Knows she just thing. has to act like a normal person. Nobody needs to know. And her dad says, you shouldn't be here. And like, listen, I know you're big on controlling people, but you have no say over how she mourns. Thank you. That's so not fair. You shouldn't be here. And it's like, um, her friend died. Yeah. At the very least, yeah. her friend died. Yeah. It's if she really didn't weird. go, it would have been weirder. Mm -hmm. And so he basically tells her that he had him killed. And he says it's not his place to tell Jin. <laughs> My note was weird that he knows that and respects that. But now that we've talked about that, I'm like, no, no it's blackmail. It's, it's the manipulation. Yeah. So here's the next question. Should Jin be told? No. Does Jin deserve, like, should Jin Actually, know? Actually, yes. But who is it going to be for? Is it going to be for, well, Sun doesn't really have it on her conscience, does she? She kind of, no. she just, she doesn't want him to find out. It's I not just, like she wants to confess because she's feeling guilty. I just feel like there were so many lies in their marriage mm -hmm. that, like, having that honesty is, like, the only way to, like, move forward as a couple. Or they just accept that the island is, like, a way to, like, clear the slate without having to clear the slate That's true. It, it Honestly, it depends on, uh, like, who you are in the relationship. Yeah. Like, I mean, we can, like, speculate all we want and what we do in our own relationships, yeah. but I guess for, like, them, this seems to work for them but i know if i were son one i never would have done it but two you, you have to you have yeah. to confess if if it were me i would want to know yeah that's true so i think that he does deserve to know but once again it's i don't i write this show yeah no, no i'm i'm with you though like Not we're, we're in agreement yeah so that's what i have that's it amazing congratulations yeah so now we're going into our segments my first segment is the best line award so my best line award goes to kate danny and sawyer for you expect me to work in this dress no, it's up to you you can take it off if you want. How dare you? How dare you? Gross. I honestly, I just love the way that Josh delivers that how dare you. It's so funny. <laughs> he's like, eh? Oh. Uh, how dare you? Like, it's not like, it's like he's saying it as if he didn't just, if he, as if he wasn't just a total douchebag. No, the good guy thing had to kick in. How dare you? I, and I've, I've felt sure. this way ever since you said that yeah. five seconds ago. I have been angry the entire time. I have never agreed with you ever. Thank you. <laughs> and my favorite line order goes to Sawyer and Danny for... I got a question, boss. No questions. She got to ask a question. You brat. I would do the same thing for the He's record. Such a brat. Yeah. Is she going to ask a question? And mine is just single <laughs> word. Juliet going, James. But she doesn't say it like that. Just James. 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 This will make no sense to people who are like listening for the first time. They'll be like, why was that important? I'm like, you don't understand. Is Juliet establishing a power dynamic in her relationship? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So our next segment is Man of Science, Man of Faith. So our um, Ooh, characters hard for this, one. this episode are Sun and Jin. Um, so let's start with Sun. Man of Science, Man of Faith. Man of Faith. What makes you say that? Um, I think that a lot of the things that she does relies on being hopeful that other people won't out her. Yeah, blind or, faith. There's a lot of blind faith in yeah. the fact that, like, it's going to work out for her. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, like, when she lies to her father, there's, like, a lot of, like, faith that, like, that, like he's going to believe her. Yeah. And it's just a different interpretation yeah, of the she, word faith. Yeah, she yeah. seems like she's got a lot of blind, like, acceptance that people will act the way that they will. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that. Cool. And what about Jin? Uh, I would say Jin is a man of science. Mm -hmm. He's going entirely on like, he doesn't believe in anything in this episode. 
It's mostly and just tests, like, you know, you can exactly. see he's testing. With There's her. a lot of analytical stuff going on in his brain other than like, I guess like his belief in like their relationship mm-hmm. or like the fact that he won't kill. But even then, I don't even know if I would say that's a man of faith. Yeah. I would say that his faith was probably tested a lot. Yeah. I would say definitely mostly men of science, but he does have faith that Jay Lee is going to go away and is never going to come back because if he does yeah. come back, Jin is also in yeah. major trouble yeah. because- I don't think Mr. Um, like son's, son's dad has ever, like, actually asked him to, like, do something this bad before. Mm-hmm. So he has faith that Jay Lee is going to go away and not come back. Um, or else, like, they're both in big trouble. Yeah. Um, did they do the thing? So the thing is when people say the name of the episode in the episode. Um, so not technically, but son's dad does say, did you break the ballerina in Korean? So that's kind it's of like close. close enough. Yeah. Somewhere. yeah. Um, how many episodes since the last knockout? No one got knocked out in this episode, did they? I don't know. So. Oh, out. Sawyer! When did he get knocked out? Oh, been? after the kiss! Yeah! He didn't get knocked out, he started fighting afterwards. Didn't they oh, take, you're right. But didn't they take him down after? They shock him. That's a knockout. I don't no, think I don't so. Consider that. Does, they, he not, does he not black out? No, they, they cut after that, so. Okay, not, okay, then, okay, then, no, then it's. So let's say one let's episode say one. Yes. since our last knockout. How many episodes is the last Jack Splain? He had, like, one line this episode. Yeah, so. like, does it count as a Jack Splain if he's just like, um, <laughs> Um, actually, not. the Red Sox would never win. Yeah. <laughs> um, if not, I think we're at nine episodes this last we Jack Splain. We did it more 10. than he does. Yeah. But I think we have to keep going. Okay. I think you should. Yeah. Does this episode pass the Bechtel test? No. no. So as per usual. Our, our females with lines are Kate, Juliet, Colleen, son. I think that's it. That's it. And they don't chat, so. No. Yeah. Oh, wait! What? Don't Colleen and son have a whole conversation? Oh! <gasps> they don't mention Jin at all. No, they don't. Yay! <laughs> this episode is the Bechdel test. And son kills her. Just no as a default. Yeah, they don't chat. Stay tuned for a segment after the outro. We'll be discussing this episode within the context of the rest of the series. Please be aware that this will be rampant with spoilers, so proceed with caution. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our music is terminal by Good News Tunes. Thank you so much to the creators and community at Lostpedia. Our spoiler song was composed and produced by Francis Neves. Please, if you were so inclined, write us a review on, like, Apple Podcasts. We would like that. Um, and you can also just do, like, those little stars. We like those, too. Um, if you're a fan of The 100, Robin and Sam like to talk about that show. Um, they are currently covering the absolute final season of it. Wait, you've taken them out? Oh, yeah, I bounced. When? Uh, a couple episodes ago, I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I believe in that. Thank you. If you're a fan of Riverdale, we like to talk about that show too. Um, we did the first four seasons. We have an episode out for every single episode of Riverdale. So you're, you're welcome. Check that out. Yeah. Even if you don't watch Riverdale, there are some people who just listen to the podcast without watching Riverdale. And apparently it's still a good time. So feel free <laughs> to do that if you like. It's your galaxy brain. If you're a fan of Stranger Things, we'd like to talk about that show too. Um, we did all of season one and we are taking all of 2020 to do season two, all of 2021 to do season three. And then hopefully we'll have some season four to talk about by then. If you're a fan of Star Trek Picard, we covered the entire first season of that show. We had a an amazing time doing it, and we are going to do more Star Trek content in the future. We just don't know what it is yet, because um, things are hard. Thanks. Well, it's a lot of shows you guys do. We're not going to... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can follow at the Aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Redbubble, YouTube, mostly Twitter, but I do post gifts of our favorite line awards on Tumblr. Please support me. I know that Tumblr is obsolete now, but I just learned how to make gifts. <laughs> 
Our Patreon is patreon.com slash theaficionados. If you have a spare dollar, we would really appreciate it because we have like, I think we just listed uh, four to, out of five podcasts. Um, so we need help. Yeah. Um, you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. And you can follow me on Twitter at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end, but I am very annoying. Jillian, thank you for joining us. Yay! Where can we follow you? At G-I-G-I-K-I T-C-H-E-N-Y-C <laughs> underscore. Gigi's Kitchen NYC underscore. That's on know? Instagram, right? She's cooking. On the Insta. She oh, I forgot there's more than one social media platform <laughs> than the Insta. And you can follow me on the TikTok never. <laughs> I was going to be like, girl, I know you have TikTok. Brittany should make TikTok, so everyone. I have. Add, no, no, no. I have TikTok. I've got a claim. Everyone in the comments should ask Brittany to make a resin art TikTok. But we can watch it. I've been pushing her to do this, and you all need to too. I she have has the one. TikTok. She is amazing. amazing. But post more about it. Oh yeah, that's right. Wait, um, you haven't given me a hat. Drop your hat. At Shoppy Lux. What do you think it is? <laughs> well then drop your hat. There's only one video. Drop your hat. Alright. Um, our next episode is episode 303. It's called Further Instructions. And our guest for that episode is Joanna, Yay. Um, who is at Veridissima. We had her last season to talk about the long con. So I'm excited to have her back. A tiny angel. Yes. Okay, love you. Bye. 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 Um, so Jillian is falling asleep, so she might not be as vocal during our spoiler section, but, um, uh, I do have spoiler thoughts, so I'm gonna go ahead and talk about them anyway. Um, so first of all, in the Hydra storyline, um, Ben remarks to Juliet, you never made me soup, which is echoing what Roger once told Ben when he was a child regarding his bringing sandwiches to the captive Saeed. That happens in season five. Uh, um, Roger says, you never brought me sandwiches. Shut up, Roger. <laughs> so there's that. When they say, oh no, they're going to find us when they have the boat, right? Yes. They're like, oh no, they might find us. <laughs> they actually might find out that there's a second island. <gasps> oh, oh yeah! That's what they're worried about. And Ben is like, I want that boat. Sir, you already have like a lot of means of transport. Yeah. I think you're probably okay. What did the hell did he need the boat for? He, just to be a dick. Just, just so that they just don't to, have it. Yep, you're right. Just yeah. to be a jerk. So they're building something. Um, and later, Juliet says that it's a runway for the aliens. It sure is. Um, it's definitely not for the aliens, but it is a runway. <laughs> it's a runway for Lapidus. Yeah. Uh, Ajira Flight 316 lands on it later. Um, and my thing is like, why does, doesn't Jack get put to work? Because he needs to do Ben's surgery. So Wait, he's more why important. Why did they know that Jira's going to fly in? They didn't, but they, they needed didn't. it for some kind of transportation. Oh. Yeah. And then oh. it just happened to be there now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Jack needs to do Ben's surgery. So he's real special. And um, just like they have Sawyer and Kate to make each other do what they need them to do. They have Sawyer and Kate for Jack. Yep. You know, even though um, basically like they have Kate to make Jack do things. Exactly. It but they don't have Jack to make Kate do things. They need Sawyer because Kate doesn't care as much about Jack as she does about Sawyer. Sorry. It's true. At least not right now. Yeah, I mean, it, they eventually end up together, so, yeah, like, it's yeah. fine, but whatever. However, like, does it count as a JN game if Jack dies and Kate lives on for many years later? Yeah, because they live together forever in the afterlife. And that's true. I guess that's true. That's game. true. Uh, ben says that he lived on the island all his life. Liar! 
No, you haven't. You're a liar. Yeah. You were you were born in Portland. I mean, right? but he grew up most Oregon? of the time was, in no, his, on the island. Yeah, no, his mom gave birth on the side of the road, right? Yeah, like near Portland, I think. I think so. I think you're right. Not in Portland? Oof. Yeah, not in Portland. Like, just outside of Portland. Get it? Not in Portland? I get it! I'm very glad to not be in Portland. I'm proud Rob gets it all. Benjamin Linus, do you say where you were born, sir? I'm pretty sure it's outside Portland, but it's really important for me to find out. (laughs) Ben came to the island a polite, quiet (laughs) eight-year-old. Ben Linus was born on December 19th, 1964. Um, Yeah, 32 miles outside of Portland, Oregon. It's kind of funny that him and Jack were all both born in December. Yeah. Um, Going into the storyline about the Elizabeth. So, um, Sun and Jin talk about how they never want to be apart from each other. And, um, since Jin got back from the t- being with the Tailies at, in, uh, season two, um, they've really hammered that home, uh, that they never ever want to be apart. And then, um, they spend a season and a half apart. Apart. Like three years, their time apart. Yep. Did Saeed know that Jin knew how to use a gun? I love this because in the season three finale, they need three people to stay behind who have like really good shots. And Jin and Saeed are two of the three people who stay behind. Who's the third? Bernard. I asked that in the middle of it. I was like, it's Bernard. Yeah. Because you see, he is a a dentist, dentist. not Rambo. Yeah. Yeah. According to closed captioning, this is a fun fact on Lostpedia. According to closed captioning, Colleen tells Pickett, Danny, that Ben wants her to take the Galaga to get the sailboat from Sun Saeed and Jin. So the Galaga is the submarine. They named oh. they named the submarine Galaga? Yeah. That's hilarious. So um, they took the submarine. Okay. That's how they got around um, Saeed and Jin. Okay. Ooh, this is one that I found, that I got, that I picked out myself. Okay. Jin thinks that Sun died after bad things happening in a boat and she jumps off the boat, right? Season four finale, Sun believes that Jin is dead after like falling off a boat. Well, technically, like, I mean, he blew up basically, yeah. oh my but God. he's not actually dead. So they die in, in a in a in the in the Galaga. Wait, no, never mind. Yep, they die. They die in a quote unquote boat in the water. I don't think. Sorry, I don't think it's the Galaga. It's Charles Woodward's summer. Yeah, thing. like they die in the water. Yeah. Well, Jim was always associated with water, right? Yeah, definitely. This is kind of like we last episode we talked about how we only really had like four episodes of Sarah, like with Jack. Um, yeah. And with Jay Lee, I feel like we only have two or three episodes with him, and I think this is also the last one. So there's not a lot of like spoilers to yeah. grab from this. Oh, um, I think the yes, the only one I have for the um, uh, flashbacks is just that um, Juliet tells Jin later about um, Sun having cheated on him, and it's one of my least favorite Juliet moments, and it's the main reason why I dislike her. That was yeah, that was on the line. She tells him, and it super was not her place to tell, and I really don't like it. Yeah, how did she know? Um, she did an ultrasound on Sun, and oh, Sun yeah. told her, like, if, like, the date of conception was this, it was Jay Lee's, the date of conception was this, it's Jin's. Oh, so that means, God. like, her cheating on Jin was, like, recent enough. Like, when she was Sorry. like, let's run away to America, like, I guess, like, the Jay Lee's death happens, and then Jin comes home or whatever, and they're like, actually, let's actually do it. Because that's how close the date of conception yep. must be Why? for her to be confused about that. Um, that's it. All right. 
So once again, Jillian, thank you so much for coming. Thanks for thank being here, bro. You. Um, you guys can see Jillian's social medias down in the description if you're looking for them. Um, you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. And you can follow me on Twitter at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I. It was an underscore at the end. You can follow both both of us at The Aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Rebel, YouTube, mostly Twitter. <laughs> and our Patreon is patreon.com slash The Aficionados. Yes. Die. That's it. That's it. That's it. We're done. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye. My husband thinks we have to do as he says because he's the only one who knows how to say it. But he's wrong. <laughs>